This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Backdoor pass, DiVincenzo out to Hart, right side, three-pointer. Knicks have their first lead of the night, 86-84. to This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Pat O'Keefe and Monica McNutt with the call here on 98.7. Knicks lose to the Celtics, however. Taking your phone calls, 1-800-919-3776. And, Gordon, here was the frustrating thing for me about this Nick game tonight, aside from the free throws, was Randall and Brunson couldn't put the ball in the ocean sitting in the boat in the middle of the ocean in the first half. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything mm-hmm. with it. And then it really shows that with all the changes that the team has made, and, and you know what, Gordon? Emmanuel quickly is trying to, if this is what he's going to be this season, I think he's trying to take it. It, it for me, it was apropos that Aaron judge was sitting courtside. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think Quickly's trying to make a statement, Gordon Damer. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess the big takeaway for me was that uh, Randall was five of 22. And I know oh. that his uh, self-professed goal coming into the season was to be more efficient. Yes. So, Sky's the limit, Larry. Uh, it's got 81 more you, games. You're looking to be more efficient. <laughs> Nowhere to go but up. It's true. It's true. And But what really what it says, and he just missed some. Oh, some gimmies. He missed some gimmies, and Brunson missed some shots early. Mm-hmm. But it's just they have to understand that teams are going to play them differently now, Gordon. You can't, you're not sneaking up on anybody. Okay? Brunson's no. going to be. Especially the try- Absolutely. They're going to try to take Brunson because Brunson makes this offense go. They're going to try to take him out. Um, and so, but here's one thing. You talk about consistency with Tom Thibodeau. Gordon, you talk about consistency. Evan Fournier, glued to the bench again. Yeah, well, that much is, is true. That much we know. Well, hopefully, I'll also say, you know, for the big offseason acquisition of Dante DiVincenzo, I yeah. thought I would have gotten a little bit more run from him. 15 yeah. minutes, not not yeah. a whole lot, and didn't hit any shots. So, yeah, they're, they're going to have to do it's, it's only one game, so you're not panicking. Yeah. Right, you know, exactly. You're just, you're just looking at it. Uh, but it is going to be interesting to see how he tweaks his lineup with the bench coming, coming off the bench and whatnot, mm-hmm. who's going to play. Uh, and there's going to be some times where I think that even though they out they did very well off the boards, off the offensive glass against Boston, even though Boston's taller, uh, they're going to have to do something where they match up a little better size-wise with some of the other teams in the league because that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking what else, what else is available. You know, who who is getting those minutes? Yeah, you're right. It's going to be interesting. Sims? Uh, I would think that eventually he would. I mean, they played – uh, some preseason with him and Mitch together, mm-hmm. but see when you do that, the problem is Gordon. You're really playing five on three because you're yep. not. There's you know, no offense no coming offense. from either one of Absolutely. those two guys, so yep. that's not going to work a lot. So they, you know, listen, they, they'll make a move eventually. They'll, they'll hopefully they'll make a move, but they're going to try with this. Is you know, see where this takes them. Yeah. Well, look, it's the first game of the season. Yes. It's disappointing because you did have a lead with five minutes to go. Was it five yeah. minutes to go? Four minutes to go? Uh, and you got three thirty nine. Yeah, five, I think he got outscored 15-5 down the stretch. Not good. And you missed all the free throws. Yeah. And, again, it's one game. It's against one of, if not the best team in the Eastern Conference. But yes. there was an opportunity to win this game, and you have to play a whole lot cleaner than that to win a game against a team like the Celtics. No question about it. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Spike is in St. Pete. 
Spike, you're up first, talking a little basketball on 98.7 ESPN. Well, we got the first one out of the way. Uh, I'm going to share, if you don't mind, Larry, our communication prior to the game. Is that okay? Sure, why not? Okay. So uh, I said before the game to you that uh, let's uh, out-rebound them or come close. You did. Let's turn the ball over less than they do. Let's hold them under their season last year, last few years shooting threes. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's cope with the first-time crew chief named Ben Taylor, who uh, I think Fred Van Fleet took a $50,000 fine last year, if you remember that incident mm-hmm. with I this do. guy. Uh, everything went to plan. Jose texted me at some point and said they don't look very good. I said he'll make halftime adjustments, and Tibbs mm-hmm. did. Yes, he does. He moved some technical stuff I'm not going to go into now. It's just going to be real short. A moment's finished. But Tibbs made an adjustment on Porzingis. I think he had 15 in the first quarter. I don't think he scored in the second quarter. And then we know what happened at the end of the game. The official lost control of the game. But it really didn't matter when you shoot 53% from the free throw line at home. Uh, regardless, Gordon, you're right on point. Uh, the, the, the two biggest scorers uh, were shot 20%, maybe. I don't know. But uh, they missed twice as many shots as they took. You still had the game. You were up. Four or six with three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy that uh, hasn't played on a good team, my best friend said before the game, Pozinga's going to be a beast if he stays outside and, and there's just a bad loss. You can't miss the free throws, boys. I know it's obvious, but you can't miss the free throws, especially at home. Most teams over the course of their uh, career, a guy will stick with one team, which they don't anymore, shoot better at home. They know the rim's yeah. better. It yeah. was a real bad loss. Dante DiFrancenzo didn't score, but he I didn't see the box score, but he was plus. He played very good on defense. I don't know what the plus minus was, but he was, he played very well in the few minutes he played. He almost stole the ball. He tied the guy up. It's just uh, very sad to lose the game at the free throw line. That's what that was. So I'll listen to the other callers, and I'd like you to comment on what I said. All right, Spike. Uh, Dante was a plus five in the plus minus. Um Look, there's a couple things, and they just have to be more efficient. And Gordon, you know, we've talked about that. It's, it's, it's. I hear what you're saying, Spike. It's one game. It is frustrating because you have that lead. But here's the thing about Porzingis now, Gordon. He's he, he's the fourth best guy. Yeah, he, he doesn't. They're not relying on him to do anything. Mm-hmm. He's the fourth best guy. And and listen. In theory, will they? Does it hurt them losing Robert Williams the third? Yeah, in theory, because he was a defensive guy, and that's what you had for him. But Pozengas got blocked shots for you tonight, and he can score. So you you really it's it, you really get a you get a different player. Okay, you get a more all around player. The question for Boston is going to be how their bench is going to figure out Gordon, because that's the thing. You got folks, and eventually, I guess Pozengas is going to be. I would think he's going to be coming off the bench. Um, at some point in time, and then you know you'll figure out how maybe he'll start. I don't know, but I think they're going to do some things where they have to figure out who's the folks coming off the bench, and that's going to help them. But see, the tricky thing for me that's going to make them so tough is now Tatum. You have to worry about Tatum handling the ball. You don't have to worry about Brown handling the ball. You got Drew Holiday handling the ball. Mm-hmm. He's going to find who he needs to find, and he's a very good defensive player himself. So they're going to be tough, Gordon. This Boston team is going to be very good. Very yeah, good. and Tatum, uh, we, we on Saturday, I ran the algorithm, Larry. Uh-oh. 
I ran the algorithm to figure out who is going to be the NBA MVP this season, the 2024 Uh NBA MVP. Uh And uh, after all the rounds of of different data collection and and Uh simulations, Jason Tatum was our pick. Wow. Money is in. The Free Money Express has left the station. Wow. Jason Jason Tatum, Tatum, the the pick for NBA MVP. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, Nothing he did tonight hurt the cause. I'll tell you that. No, not at all. Not at all. But you know what? I'll tell you something. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes back to Joker again since he didn't get it last year. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Possible. I think he was the favorite. Yeah. He was the favorite. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. I don't remember what the stat was, but either your best odds to win, it's been like so many years, either you have to be the defending MVP or mm-hmm. never have won it. You have to go back, I think, to Carl Malone to wow. find somebody who has a gap in between winning NBA MVP. So that was one wow. of the, the factors to eliminate Joker from the conversation. But yeah, I mean, his his betting odds were the best. And, and, and when you look at the way he played the other night, was that last night against the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he's ridiculous. So he understood. He's got a strong case. Absolutely. He does. He definitely does. Couple of Nick notes for you, Spike. Nick's 14 of 26 from the free throw line is 54%. Remember, they were 22nd in the NBA last season. The free throw percentage is 76. Shot five for 32, 16% when contested by either Drew Holiday or Christoph Porzingis. Two of 17 contested by Holiday, three of 15 contested by Porzingis. And then this is the one that's really, and, and it goes with the shot blocking. Nick shot 12 of 43. That's 28% in the paint, which is their worst in the game since 2015. And part of that is the influence of rushing your shot and doing stuff because Porzingis was a force in their blocking shots. Yep, four blocks tonight. So um, as much as the the Nick fan hates the Celtics, now you got a new focus for that hate as well. And uh, you got to hear, maybe didn't get to hear them on the radio, but there were some chants about certain things with Porzingis late in the game. Yes. You can imagine what it was. I heard them on TV. Yes. Oh, yeah. You heard it pretty clear on TV. I didn't know, you know, the radio feed. I I don't know how clear it came through. but It was very clear. It was very clear on TV. Very clear on TV. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Let's go to Subi in Midtown. Subi, you are next on 98.7. Hey, guys, I wanted to chime in on the Knicks and uh, Julius Randle. It's funny because the he had one more shot attempt than uh, R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson, and that's the same formula that they had last year when they won 47 games. Uh, Julius Randle had statistically one more shot attempt than both of those players. And my whole thinking is if they're following the same formula, they're going to be in the same position. So why not have the younger guys um rj barrett and brunson take more shots and they're more likely to make those shots as guards and have julius randall in the third role and i think this is more um you know long term is julius randall the best fit for this young team because i think that if he were to be on another team like the nets for example and claxton was on the knicks i think that would be a better fit i think they would be more um, prone to play better together that's all i gotta say all right, Tubi, thanks for the phone call. So, Joe, you want to make that deal right now? Randall for uh, Claxton? I'll pass. 
uh, Subi, let's give let's give Randall a little bit more time. Uh, I think I like what he, I like his thought process tonight. I thought he was trying to be more assertive in the paint and then go back out to the three. He didn't live on the three. So I think that's something that he's got to work with. He's never going to be the third option on this team as long as Tom Thibodeau is the head coach. He's he's going to be the first or second option all the time. He's going to go back and forth between he and Brunson. The quick the, the interesting thing is going to be two things. Number one is how will Tibbs balance out this guard rotation? Okay, you you notice Gordon that um, Grimes was in, but then late in the game. Hart was on the bench, Grimes was on the bench, and he went with quickly who was hot, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, Barrett because of his size a little bit, and Brunson. So that's that's what's going to be interesting to me. I think Barrett is always going to be the third man in that in that scoring situation. Always going to be. Yeah, Subi said uh, he's worried that it's going to turn out the same as last year. I think the Knicks would sign for the same as last year. 47 wins and Randall 25-10-4? Yeah. yeah, they'll sign for that. No question. <laughs> They would They'll sign for that, that in They'll a second. What, what they have to do is make some adjustments with what they do offensively in the postseason. Yes, that's where, that's absolutely. That's it's really hurt them. Absolutely. He's been, he's been, listen, we've criticized him a lot. There's things about his game we you know that drives us crazy. But the results are the results, and there's not a whole lot of folks who give you that. And it's just the, the big disappointment is, and Breen said it on the K-Show today, his playoffs have not been good. And no, he's, that's, yeah. that's where you need to Disaster. That's where you need to shine, Gordon. Absolutely. No question. Um, you know, for all the talk about being more efficient, he is one of the least efficient players come playoff time. So uh, if, he, if he could repeat what he did last year, I think the Knicks would, would sign for that. And uh, 47 wins, I think they'd probably sign for that as well. No doubt about it. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, GD, Larry. Shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to call in, especially after this loss. Um, it, it, it is a little concerning, and the reason it's concerning is because, you know, when when you're you're saying Larry is just not going to change, like the way the way it's set up, it's just not going to change with Randall being either the number one or number two option, and it it, it kind of reared its ugly head because we we know that this is how, a, a, a omen for the season if. Randall or Brunson don't get off and the offense kind of struggles, then you're going to rely on R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and the other Knicks to kind of, you know, bring it back to level. And then hopefully, you know, they'll hit their shots, you know, down the stretch to kind of win the game. And even though we'll sign up for – even though the Nick, the Nick ownership and management will sign up for what they did last year – the purpose of you know the, of of evaluating this year was to see if they can improve from last year, and I just don't see it right now from the first game. We'll see because we got a long way to go, but I do hope that you know we the, that there is a little bit more creativity cre, cre, um, creativity with the with the offense because I just can't, it, it, it it can't be the same as last year. They, uh, Miami already cracked the code, and once the code code has been cracked, you can't go back from that. You have to be able to make more more newer adjustments to see to see what's going on. So hopefully they'll figure it out, and we got a long season to go. So thank thank you guys, and have a great one. All right, Jose. Thanks for the phone call, Jose. It's game one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Randall is also coming off ankle surgery. So there is might it, be a little bit of an adjustment period there, too. Exactly. Is game one, Jose, in a game that really most people, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think people expected the Knicks to be Boston. The way they look. Nick now, fans do. Yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, when you're realistic and you look at right. you look at what they have, I mean, Brown and Tatum yeah. and yeah, they might be the best team in the East. Drew, they might win I mean, a championship this year. They yeah, they just yeah. might. Now, plus the other thing you have to factor in, I think, uh, you know, DiVincenzo Gordon's going to shoot better than he did tonight. Hart's going to yeah. shoot better than he oh, did God, tonight. I, so, I mean, right. your bench is going to play better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so once the bench, once you get some points off the bench, that'll make it easier for what you do with your starters. So once you know, there's a lot of things that have to work. So and and also think about where the Knicks under Tom Thibodeau, how they've looked. They're usually getting better as the season goes along. That first mm-hmm. year, they were pretty much like a 500 team until they got Derrick Rose, and certainly last year things did not get off to the greatest of starts. And then Tibbs made the the moves to kind of cut down the the rotation and and kind of took off from there. So. There's a little bit of an adjustment period. It is just mm-hmm. one game, and uh, I don't know that this one is – I don't know if doom and gloom is, is required yeah. after this one. Now, if they're blown out, I can see what you're saying. But, Absolutely. I mean, they were in this game. I mean, they Absolutely. Should have won the game. Yeah, they had a six-point lead with three minutes mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. So, I mean, is with, 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 with the guy who gave you the combined shooting, I mean, they were what? They were awful, uh, Brunson and, and Randall mm-hmm. today. I mean, they got hot in the, in the fourth quarter. They but took 43 for, shots, and they missed 32 of them. I mean, you know, come on. You should have been blown out of that game. If anything, if I'm Boston, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I need right. A, time I need time a, to start making changes. <laughs> I needed 30 from Porzingis to beat this Nick team. Who, with the combined, they, they shot 42 shots and missed 32 of them. You know, so, listen, it, it's okay. It's one game. It's we'll one see game. how it goes. You know, Gordon and I are very critical of the Knicks, so we're not right. We don't we don't pull punches. We'll we'll be honest with you, but it's one game. game. It's against the Celtics. Yeah, there's no shame in losing to the Celtics. No, and uh, now we'll see what happens when they face this Cleveland team because once again, the story Gordon is going to be Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mm -hmm. Mitchell. I will say this. If you're expecting major changes, I think that look at how they do things. They don't really make ma- – like they didn't make major changes in the offseason. It's more on the fringes. It's more on the margins. So I, I don't mm-hmm. think that they're – if you're expecting the Knicks to make some major change in terms of the rotation where Randall's the third option and not the first or second option, I think you're in for a disappointing year. <laughs> I think yeah. you're in for a disappointing year. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. No. And listen, the, the one thing I'll say about Leon Rose and company, A, they don't talk to the media. No. And B, is they evaluate what's going on with the team, and then half time, at, at, at the trade deadline, they make moves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's how you got Josh Hart here last year. So, you know, we'll see what they do uh, during this trade situation. And, you know, I mean, gosh. I mean, you know, to hear the rumors, everybody's coming here, Gordon. I mean, Towns, Embiid, uh, Mitchell. I mean, everybody's coming here to the Garden. So yep. we'll eventually see how that all turns out. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I don't think Daryl Morey's going to trade Joel Embiid anytime soon, especially to the Knicks. I think that was put out there, and my radio partner, Brian Scalabrini, kind of brought this up as well. The idea that it's almost a message that the Knicks are willing to make moves, and I think right now the guy that's more realistic that they can get is Carl Anthony Towns. And we all know the connection there. Leon Rose, the Knicks president, was Carl Anthony Towns' age. 
agent. Tom coached him in Minnesota. The story came out where Carl had said to Stefan Bondi of the New York Post, oh yeah, Tom and I patched things up a while ago. I think it's more realistic that they can get Carl Anthony Towns. Remember Embiid, and we've seen this now with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard wanted to go to Miami, but Portland made a trade that they thought was best for them. I think Daryl Morey would do the same thing, and I would not be shocked if Embiid were to get traded down the road a year from now, two years from now. I would not be shocked if it's a place like Houston. Wow. Frank Isola on the Michael K Show. He's got that NBA show on Sirius Satellite Radio that he does with Brian Scalabrini. Hardest and Damer here until midnight. Go on, I'm, can I be honest with you? I don't want Joel Embiid. Too, too injury no. prone. Yeah, um, uh, I, I get you. From a big picture, now the, the trade, I did have to laugh when I heard that that trade rumor, that the Knicks would be willing to trade this, that, Evan Fournier. They would be willing. Oh, they would? They would be willing to trade Evan Fournier? Do we have to give him up? Is there anybody Just say that the Knicks would be willing to make a trade. They'd be willing to do anything, I think. They would be willing to do whatever if they could get Joel Embiid. The problem is, as Frank said, they're not going to trade Joel Embiid to the Knicks. No, not in their own division. Unless Joel Embiid got so fed up, he said, you know what? I want out, and the only place I want to go is New York. Yeah. And even then, I think it's it's 50-50 because we saw what happened with... um, with Damian Lillard saying he he wanted to you know yeah I want to go I want to go to Miami I only mm-hmm. want to go to Miami all right fine we'll okay. see about that we'll, we'll, we'll send you someplace that begins with an M yeah yeah there's a slight change in temperature <laughs> a little, slight a weather difference just a little bit I I'll be honest with you I don't want Carl Anthony Towns either I don't either that contract he, how is he any really any better than 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 Randall yeah I, is he I really either. any better than Randall and he's he is, uh, I think, next year is the start of his Supermax. So it's Ooh. four years, $224 million. Wow. So you're talking, what, $50 million a year for, for, for him? That's a bargain. Giannis and Anthony Davis got $62 million a year, Gordon Damer. Yeah. Well, Man, I should have practiced my hand I, I also better. love that the takeaway of the Giannis deal was, well, Giannis is staying in Milwaukee. No. He is for now. Yeah, but you get the money, and then if a year from now it doesn't work out, he'll say I want out, and somebody will be willing to move heaven and earth to get him. Absolutely, and there's two brothers, right? Well, however, <laughs> sisters, brothers, couple of uncles, an aunt. It's a package deal. You gotta take all. Gotta take them all. Gotta take them all. Back to the phones. Rob's in the car. What's up, Rob? Hey, Larry. Hey, Gordon. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Appreciate it. Um, shame on you, Larry. You really should have practiced better, man. You could have been making these millions and millions, bro. I'm telling you, I messed up. <laughs> I messed up. But um, yeah, I just wanted to chime in on the next. But first, um, I agree with both of you. I don't want, I don't want Embiid. I definitely don't want Carl Anthony Towns. Embiid, he's never available. He's he's an MVP, but what does it matter in the playoffs? And Towns, I, I, I'm not a fan. But um, regarding tonight. I really like the energy we had. I thought we were really in it. I, I just don't like, once again, I feel like I always call in and complain about Tibbs and his decisions with the lineups. But once once again, late in the game, I'm, I'm head-scratching. Like, why is RJ out for the majority of the fourth quarter? Where's Mitchell Robinson? I mean, if there was, if we had a best player tonight, it was RJ. After, after you found out Brunson didn't have it, Randall didn't have it, RJ had a pretty great game. And that lineup that he had in with... Um, RJ and hard and quick out there with Mitchell. It was high energy. And I just don't, uh, he's just so set in his ways. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I, I understand if you have a game plan, you see what's going on, see the game way better than a yo-yo like me, but 
if the guy has it, the guy has it. Yeah. I just think, Rob, and thanks for the phone call, I just think a lot of it is predicated not only on what you're seeing scoring-wise, but also what you're seeing defensively in the matchups that you have there. And so for him, uh, he was riding with the hot hand. He thought he would he could get some more scoring because, they, you know I mean, that, that lineup he had was scoring points. Um, and Mitchell Robinson had been in and out of foul trouble all night and really, you know, Hardenstein didn't play badly. I mean, I thought he, he, he you know, he played well with the men's he was in there. So it's, it's, it's a lot of different things that you juggle with. But, I mean, you know, once again, it's very simple. You got to make your free throws. <laughs> make your free throws. If you make your free throw, you don't have to even make 100. If you no. make, you know, Half. you make 75, right? Yeah. If you make 75%, you win the game. You know, you make 75% of your free throws. You, you, you make some of the layups that rolled around and came mm-hmm. out. You know, it, it's, you know, defensively, they weren't terrible. Right. You know, it's kind of so, hard to blame Tibbs on this one when the team shot 53% from the foul line and their two main stars took 43 shots and missed 32 of them. Yeah, you know. I don't know is, that that one's I'm, – I'm not putting that one on Tibbs. It's not on him. And, and, and yeah, R.J. played well, but quickly was outstanding tonight. Quickly. Yes, I mean, he, he just, was. He was really good, really good. Uh, Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, the boys are back. They let you back in the office? <laughs> they did. Yeah. Just for one night. Just for one night. <laughs> well, well, listen, it's an upgrade. <laughs> the baseball was all right and all that, but I missed y'all guys, man. <clears throat> you know, um, you guys were talking about the, the Sixers making a possible trade. I got a trade I would love to make. It's Daryl Morey for anybody else. I mean, <laughs> listen, James Harden missed two practices, and the reports were it's unclear whether <laughs> he would start the season yeah. <laughs> with the team. Then it was, uh, you know, they, they they were saying he, he he attended practice today, but he won't travel with the team. I mean, listen, the Sixers don't have a James Harden problem. They have a leadership problem, and it starts from the top. And I love uh, and I love that Harris has purchased you know the the, the Washington Commanders. But you, you see, an owner could care less more about an NBA team than this guy. I mean, please imagine if Magic was a part of the ownership with the Sixers. You think he'd be allowing this stuff to go? He tweeting about Ron Rivera after one loss. <laughs> I mean, Magic, could you get a part of this thing here, please? Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. It's, it's so discouraging. It's so discouraging as a fan to start the team, start the year knowing that your team has no chance to compete for an NBA championship. It's horrible. Yeah. But let's go to the positives. Okay. And this is strange. I told you, this is very strange when the positives are the New York Jets. What? I, I you know, thought you were, uh, uh, I didn't think you were going how there. How long have we been gone, Larry? <laughs> Who is listen, this Buddha? <laughs> you know, listen, the Jets are 3-3. Three and three. You know, pre-Rogers injury, you thought that would be respectable. But post-Rogers injury is absolutely amazing. I mean, thank God that the, uh, Sirianni tried to get cocky and throw that ball. <laughs> <laughs> in the fourth quarter with Jalen Hurts, where they could have just ran the football. The Jets had got no offensive movement in that second half. But, hey, a winner's a winner. We'll take it. You know, but you look at this game, you know, against the Giants. Uh, I'm not happy <laughs> that Tyrod Taylor is starting because, let's be honest, Daniel Jones looked shell-shocked, and um, he was looking more at the rush than he was downfield. So Tyrod Taylor, just for the, for that simple fact of the Derek Carr type effect, you know, is an upgrade. The Jets obviously have more talent than the Giants, but the Giants are a more mature team, and that starts with the head coach all the way down to the players. Both teams have a slim margin of error for victory. 
So, you know, basically this game to me is very simple who's going to win this game. Whoever runs the football better is going to win this game. I mean, listen, you know, you can see that the Jets are trying to protect slash hide slash not allow Zach Wilson to, you know, implode and lose the game. And it has worked. You know, he's been able to become more of a game manager, you know, a check down Charlie, which I think works best for him where he's at in his stage of his career. But look, if Saquon Barkley goes off for, let's say, 105 yards rushing, 40 yards receiving, the Jets are going to lose. And the Jets' Achilles heel defensively is not against the pass, it's against the rush. Now, in turn, if the Jets don't rush Brees Hall for four rushes per game and allow him to get to 20 to 25 carries, Dalvin Cook has been great. I mean, what a which signing was worse, Dalvin Cook or Carl Lawson? I've been told you, I mean, listen, this is Joe Douglas, I swear, he gets away with so much here, so many bad signings, so many bad picks. But if they run Brees Hall... 25 times, they will win this game. And let's see who has the determination and the guts to do it because both teams' offensive lines stink. And, uh, you know, pass pass protection is not either one of their fortes. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully the Jets do the right thing. All right, Blue, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, I mean, listen, I'll say this. Who do you think has more confidence in their quarterback, the Jets or the Giants? I think probably probably the Giants. That's why they're going to run Bruce Hall with the football. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. You know, that's why that's why Bud I think it'll be the Jets that'll run it because with how they're expecting what I'm expecting and, and of course it's a chess match. We know that, Gordon. Cuz so so what does Wake Martindale do? I was talking with somebody about it today. Do does he okay, I just did this against Sam Howell next week, last week. So obviously the Jets have seen that. They're going to do different protections to try to nullify that. So does he do the same thing he did, or does he try to do something different and, and go, you heard what Samini said, He uh, Zach Wilson has more trouble against the zone than he does the man-to-man -to -man coverage. So does he put him in the zone, you know, where he's got to find and look and search and see where people are? What, what does he do? So, you know, we know that, that Martindale is going to blitz some, but I don't know that he blitzes the same way he blitzed last week. And Brees Hall has never had 25 carries in a game. His highest total was 22 against Denver. I might be high this week. Uh, it should be. And it here's be the thing. Yeah. I, I, with all the talk about the Giants this and the Giants that, there is no way the Jets should lose this game. Mm -hmm. None. Because when you take a look at all the different areas of the game, they're as good or better than the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, like their quarterback's not great, but the Giants' quarterback's not great. Right. The The Jets' offensive line is not great. The Giants' offensive line is worse. Mm -hmm. The Giant defense is pretty good. The Jets' defense is better. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason why the Jets don't win this game. And if they don't beat the Giants, I don't want to hear about playoffs. I don't want to hear about the – you got to beat the Giants and Tyrod Taylor for – Larry, please, come on. You're right. No question about it. You do. Playoffs. I mean, if you beat if you beat Philadelphia, you should be able to beat the Giants. Of course. Plain and simple. Plain Absolutely. And simple. I don't want to hear about moral victories anymore. Nope. I don't want to hear anything. 
Nope. You, they should win the next three games, and it starts against the Giants. There's no way they should be losing to the Giants in this game. There's no way they should. You're absolutely right. And I, <laughs> and Gordon, this I hate to say it, but this Charger game looks more winnable to me now than it did the beginning oh, of the season. Oh, absolutely. We don't even know if the coach is going to be there, Larry. <laughs> the way it's like he's like Brewster's millions trying to give away the job at this point. Like, what can I do to get fired here? Oh, my God. That guy's a disaster. He's awful. Awful. He really is. He's awful. And he's supposed to be a defense guy. I know. I know. Doesn't look like it. No. <laughs> it doesn't look like it at all. And, Gordon, you know how much I, you know how much I love Justin Herbert. I, I, he is not. He's, he just seems like he's going to be doomed to play for an organization that yeah. just can't get out of its own way. He, he, and, and it's costing him years yeah. on his oh, career. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's costing him years on his career. It is, because he's better than how he's played. He's better. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Chatting with you at 1-800-919-3776. Back to the phones we go. Dante is in Queens. Dante, you are next on 98.7. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Just a quick couple um, notes about tonight's game. Um, first off, I hate watching games on ESPN because, I mean, even though Mike Breen is our guy, but the other two, Rivers and Burke, you know, it's like any time there's a game on ESPN, we always got to deal with a bunch of just hating bozos. So, you know, I mean, I know everybody was talking about the free throws, but you got to execute better. You know, DiVincenzo, my namesake, he made me look bad. If we wanted a guy just to brick open shots, you could have put Fournier out there. So uh, I'm hoping that's not like $50 million down the toilet. But, you know, but um, we, you know, people could talk about Randall and, and um, Brunson having an off game. Like we need more from guys like, um, from, like, like Grimes as well. You know, he can't just be eye candy out there, you know. Well, here's so, the thing, Dante. I know it's one game, you know, yeah, so just, exactly. you know, hopefully we, you know, we have it wrinkled out by, um, you know, by Friday's game against Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. And, and thanks for the phone call. Um, first of all, I've known Doc Rivers for 2,755 years. And, and um, he does, he's done a great job. And previously when he was doing color, he did a, I thought he did a very good job tonight. And Doris Burke Gordon is just simply outstanding. I mean, you don't get much better than, than what she brings to the table. And I'm not saying that because they work with us. They're our colleagues. I'm just telling you from, you know, my opinion. And I don't think, you know, I, I thought that they were honestly telling you what they saw. Now, you don't have to agree with them. I right. get that. But they were giving you the – they're not going in there saying, you know what, let's dog the Knicks. That's not what they're doing. There's, they're there, doing there are people that are in the media that do that. I don't get the sense that the, either of them are, are part no, of that group. It's not them. And you are a thousand percent right. You do need some other people bringing uh, – you need some other people giving you contributions. But, Gordon, this is the thing I have, okay, about Grimes. And, and I like Grimes. I know that he went to the J.J. Reddick Academy with the jump shot and everything. He's going to be more efficient. But, Gordon, it takes something away when you are defending the top guards on the opposition team. Okay? It takes away from you late in games. And so 
you know, there's got to be a way where they get him going early maybe and, and at the beginning of the game and maybe start in the second half. But you can't expect him to continue to give you the, the type of jump shot accuracy when he's fighting through screens and trying to stay with the, with, with the number one offensive player because his legs are going to go. Yeah, it's a lot to ask. You know, I know he's young, but it's still it's not easy. It's not. I'd rather him, you know, I'd rather them put somebody else on him and free him up to do, you know, just to score. They ask him to do a lot defensively. I know his footwork is great. He's he's a very good defensive player, but I mean, you know, he's he's trying to guard Jason Tatum, Gordon. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. It's not easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you can you also throw in more offense too? I know you're doing the Tatum thing, but you, know. you got to bang in a couple of more shots down Come the on, stretch. we need some threes. Come yeah. on, step it yeah. up. What, what else you got on your plate? Yeah. Unbelievable. Ahmed's in Queens. What's up, Ahmed? Good evening, gentlemen. How's everything? We're good. What you got? All right, I just wanted to make a couple of points. Number one, I want to give a shout-out to the Jets kicker, Mr. Zerline himself, because nobody's really mentioning him. And you know what? He was the unsung hero when every time we stall in that red zone and he's making field goals from everywhere. That's one of my points. The second point is, you know what? No team is going to be perfect. When our general managers drafting players, we got a bunch of talent. We got players that are making plays everywhere. And you know what? Yeah, the Lawson thing kind of hurt. And when we got Cook, everybody thought Cook was going to be an animal. Nobody could tell me that they didn't think he was going to be this bad. You know, and the last point is, this team is hungry. I see that. I see that, and you know what? That's going to win us some games that other teams are not going to have that hunger inside of them. And as Jet fans, I think this is our year to make the playoffs, even without Aaron Rodgers. And God bless Huff, man. Number 47, go get him. I hear you, Ahmed. Thanks for the phone call. Huff has done a really good job, Gordon. Great job. The, I mean, yep. on the blitz packages and pressuring the passer, he's 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 one of the reasons why Carl Lawson's sitting on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Yeah, the Carl Lawson thing, it, it, it's a shame because he got injured and it just doesn't seem like he's ever been that guy. And, and unfortunately, he's playing in a position of strength for the Jets where it's kind of tough to crack that rotation. It is. It really is. And you're a thousand percent right, Ahmed. Is if, if anything, we expected – Cook to be able to go early and Brees Hall mm -hmm. to be coming yeah. around right about now where, you yep. know, after the bye week, step it up, you can put some more, you know, carries on his repertoire, but Cook has been, Cook but looks like him saying that no one thought that he would be that. well, maybe nobody thought he would be this bad, but nobody was willing to pay him money. Right. You know, he was trying to create a market for the longest time. Oh, he's, he's down in Miami. Is Miami going to sign him? Is the Jets going to sign him? The Jets were the ones holding the bag and, it's pretty clear at this point, Minnesota knew what they were doing by letting him go. Yeah. He does not way. look like the same guy. He does not. He definitely does not. And uh, it's, it's uh, the Jets need him to be able to come. Listen, they could, he's still got time, Gordon. They could use him right now. Yep, absolutely. He, b break off a big run this week, and, and you'll feel a whole lot better about it. No doubt. AJ's in Brooklyn. What's up, AJ? Guys, how you doing? We're good. We're good. What's, What's going on? on? Um, well, I, I want to beat the Giants real badly this weekend, but if I look at it, is it, is it more important to beat the Chargers and the Raiders and okay to lose to the Giants? Oh, uh, I, I, because why? Thanks for the phone call. Because it's in the AFC. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably so. Uh, it would be better. But listen, um, if you're not beating the Giants, how confident can I be that you're going to beat the Chargers and the Raiders? You should be able to beat all three. 
absolutely there's no reason why you don't win all three of those games. Should now you lose one of them on a field goal at the guy maybe, but there's no reason if if this is the turning point, the Jets are going to be this team now and playoffs and AFC East and all these type of things, you should win all three of these games. You should. You should. But if there's one I would I would expect that they wouldn't win, it I, Gordon I would tell you I would think it would be the Chargers because I just think the offense sometimes would just be so much to challenge your defense to have to keep them on the field and whatnot. That would be the one I might would understand. Mm-hmm. I but, would understand, yeah. But you've got to be able but to But they always beat the, the Chargers. Raiders. I know, they do. They do.